0: You're listening to Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. Here's what's coming up in today's edition.
1: Jesus Christ came to step in to where we really live, and he wants to heal you deeply. He wants to walk into the things that are chewing you up and eating you alive. He wants to heal you. He wants to heal that chronic marital issue. He wants to heal That chronic addiction that takes you down all the time. He wants to heal your depression. He wants to heal the stuff where you really live.
0: When's the last time you felt healed? We're all going through difficult things all the time. When's the last time you felt fully renewed after these hard moments? In today's message, Pastor Jeff shows you how to move on from the pain in this world that holds you hostage. The wisdom of the world will always fail you. Accept God's free gift of grace and be washed white as snow. There is nothing you can do on your own to save yourself. Let God's love wash over you and experience real peace for the first time. Well, let's join Pastor Jeff in the book of Mark chapter 5 as he begins his message, A Woman with an Issue.
1: We're going to go through Mark. I want to share something with you that God has just put on my heart out of Mark. We've been going through the book of Mark, and I'm going to do my best to get through this. My voice is better. All right, let's go to Mark, and I want to talk about the woman with an issue. How many of you have ever had an issue? You know what I mean? The woman with an issue had an issue. Now, let's read about her. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years, think about that, with constant Bleeding. She was hemorrhaging. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them, but had gotten no better. In fact, she'd even gotten worse after spending all of her money. That's why they call it practicing medicine. <laughs> she had heard about Jesus. Now, what does that say again? She had heard about Jesus, You ought to underline that. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she, what, everybody, thought to herself. So she had a conversation with herself. She talked to herself. And what did she tell herself? If I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. It's amazing the power of what you say to yourself. And you converse with you, more than you do any person on earth every day. Okay, let's look now. Everybody say the next word with me. There's Mark and that special word immediately. The bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power, wow, isn't that something? Power tangible power had flowed out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked what seemed like a crazy question, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask, who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, read it with me, everyone. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. I'm going to teach this whole time with Tic Tacs in my mouth. I was teaching one time, preaching really, and I forgot that I had one in my mouth. And I made a point and it came shooting out like out of a pea shooter. And I caught that thing in (laughs) midair and put it right back in. Everybody went "Ooh, He really is anointed. This story is so powerful because here's a woman with an issue of blood, a hemorrhaging issue. No doubt, if I can just be a little delicate here, a a female problem. Twelve years hemorrhaging. And The Bible says that she went to doctor after doctor. No doctor helped her. Spent all of her money. And after spending all of her money, she only got worse. I don't know if you've ever spent money to get better at something, to recover from something, only to get worse and watch your money go down the drain. It's a terrible, terrible feeling. She finally finds herself in total poverty, getting worse, no money, Now, I'm not a doctor but I can absolutely ascertain this, that if somebody is hemorrhaging for 12 years, we know it weakened her. We know it depleted her. We know that the sense of of energy that you have when you're healthy was gone because she's hemorrhaging chronically for 12 years. On top of that, it had to have robbed her of her joy. She couldn't have had any joy. Here she is watching her life ebb away, all of her savings gone. I'm going to guess also that because she's got this, this hemorrhaging problem, she was declared ceremonially unclean. That's what they did in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. If you had this problem as a woman, you were declared ceremonial, ceremonially unclean. So there was a, an ostracism that went with this. People were not close to her. She was on the outside looking in. She's watching not only her body waste away, but her whole social life is draining so that when you're fighting something like this, what you really need is you need a friend. You need a social life. But in those days, you were cast aside. A leper had to ring a bell and tell you when he was even getting close to you. But here this woman was in the same condition. Ceremonially unclean, depleting, lost her energy. Uh, There's no question in my mind she spiraled into depression. This is the normal way of things with people. When you have disappointment after disappointment after disappointment over 12 long years, social ostracism, a weakened, countenance and a weakened constitution. No question, she spiraled into depression and into a sense of hopelessness. What is my life all about anymore? What am I going to do? All I exist for is this sickness, and it's taking my life away. She had an issue. I want everybody to say with me, she had an issue. It's a major issue, major problem. Now. In life, I want you to stop and think about this for a minute. We all deal with hassles. We all deal with problems. We all deal with distractions. We all deal with frustrations. It's a part of life. How many of you have dealt with a hassle or a frustration today? How about this week? How about since you were saved? I want to know that you didn't get put in some bubble when you got saved. No, We deal with life like anybody else, but what we do have is we have a leverage others don't have. I can't imagine living without the Holy Ghost. I cannot imagine living without the strength of the Holy Spirit. How many times a day does he comfort me, speak to me, strengthen me, give me hope? He's a quickening, life-giving spirit. So we have that edge. We have that leverage. This woman didn't have a post-Pentecost life. She knew nothing. But here, we go through all these common problems. We go through things like the hassles and the distractions, so on and so forth, on a daily basis, and we survive them, of course. But then there are things that become issues. Issues. And I'm going to tell you what an issue is. An issue is something you can't seem to fix. An issue is something that won't go away. It's something that in your normal strength and your normal ability and your normal way of working through problems, you apply your mind and you apply your willpower and you apply everything, summoning everything at your disposal. But, but when it's an issue like this woman had, It won't go away. An issue is different. An issue is stubborn. An issue is far more difficult than the normal, run-of-the-mill stuff. And the Bible, and the people Jesus dealt with, when you read about them, these were people that had issues. When Jesus dealt with people, it was so often people with issues. They were blind. They were crippled. They were possessed of devils. They were lepers. They were maimed. They were down and outers, up and outers. They were deaf. They were dumb. They had issues. Things they couldn't fix. You know, you know when you need God and the only thing that's gonna solve it is God, then you know you got an issue. You know you've got an issue when if God doesn't come through, it ain't gonna get fixed. It's bigger than you. It's stronger than you. Issues make you bleed, literally or figuratively. You can have a physical issue like this woman. You can have a mental, emotional issue Something is in your mind and it bleeds you all the time because you're always emotionally tossed, always in turmoil, always dealing with whatever this issue is. It weakens you, it depletes you, it wears you down and wears you out. That's an issue. You can have a spiritual issue. Jesus dealt with people with spiritual issues all the time who had demonic issues in their spirit man I want you to know, folks, that you are body, soul, and spirit. And I've been studying this a lot, and I'm going to tell you, people have problems or issues in three areas, their body, their emotional life, or their spirit man. Your emotional life is your soul. Your spirit man is the inner essence of you. And Jesus dealt with all three, people who had issues in all three. When I look at our nation, I'm going to tell you, our nation is a nation infested with issues, infested with issues, anger issues, philosophical issues, lust issues, confusion issues, racial issues, and our nation's bleeding and it's hemorrhaging. And you know what? There's an answer for it, and his name is Jesus. Jesus heals people with an issue. It may be unseen, this issue that you deal with. Nobody may know about it but you. But I'm going to tell you something about an issue. You know you've got an issue because you deal with it all the time. If it's emotional, if it's spiritual, if it's physical, nobody needs to come, come and inform you. You've got an issue. But here's the deal about issues. You can keep them under cover for a while, but an issue is going to come out. An issue is going to find its way out. It always does because you can't deal with an issue forever alone if it's an emotional issue, if it's a spiritual issue, it's gonna find its way out. And I'm glad to announce to you today that Jesus Christ, he doesn't wanna empower you to cover up the issue, he wants to empower you to be healed of the issue. That's what Jesus wants. Man, you can have marital issues, you can have single issues, you can have addiction issues, there's a million and one possibilities in the good old U.S. of A. But we're people with an issue. We need to be healed of issues. Issues take away your joy. They take the laughter out of the living and they take the living out of life. That's what it did with this woman. They knock the wind out of your hope. They take the wind out of the sail of your faith. And let me tell you something now. The Bible is very, very clear that Jesus Christ came to step in to where we really live and he wants to heal you deeply. He wants to walk into the things that are chewing you up and eating you alive. He wants to heal you. He wants to heal that chronic marital issue. He wants to heal that chronic addiction that takes you down all the time. He wants to heal your depression. He wants to heal the stuff where you really live. Remember Naaman, the captain of the Syrian host, talked about in the Bible? he was celebrated, he was powerful, and he was successful. He'd be on the front cover of Time and Newsweek if he lived today. But the Bible says every day he got up, he got out of bed, and he tried to figure out how to cover up the fact that underneath all the success, he was a leper. David, the psalmist, the sweet psalmist of Israel, king of Israel, got up every day and he tried to act like nothing was wrong. But deep down in the hidden chambers of his own soul, there was an issue eating away at him. He had committed adultery and he had murdered a man. And it took Naaman facing him and saying, you are the man. And the issue came up. And God had to heal him. Oh, this is so real, everybody. Abraham, the father of our faith, got up every day with an issue. For 25 years, God had said, I'm going to bless you and your descendants, and through you, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. And Abraham yet got up every day, and there was no child, no descendant. Finally, he cried out to God, how in the world are you going to bless me with all these things when you have given me no offspring? He had an issue, he had an issue. Have you got an issue? We're gonna look at the woman with an issue. Have you got an issue, Christian friend? If you do, and you're a believer, you're a believer, that's normal. Getting saved did not immediately clean you out of every issue. Getting saved was just the beginning now the Lord, he's going to come knocking on the doors of the deep parts of your soul that have been padlocked so long. Those padlocks are rusty, and he's coming in. He's going to deal with you with relational issues, things where you have been locked up in your soul. Listen, the Lord's not going to leave an issue in your life that is hindering you and tormenting you and depleting you as an individual. He's not going to leave it there. Everybody say amen. That's good news. Your issue can be barrenness like it was Abraham's. There's something you've been believing God for and you're still barren. Or it can be a habit. It can be a physical ailment. It can be loneliness. It can be your issue. A chronic problem keeps bleeding you. Some long-term thing that you've never been able to work through. I come to meddle. I done come to metal. That's funny to me how people try to hide their issues in church. And boy, they do. You say, how you doing? Oh, wonderful, praise God. I'm God's blessed. I'm God's anointed. I'm God's overcomer. They go home, as soon as they're out the door, they're dealing with some issue that's chewing them up alive. It's funny how we try to cover up in church. We get all dressed up. We're all concerned about making a good impression. You get your hair just right and your makeup just right. Your car washed and clean, carrying your big Bible praise the Lord, this, hallelujah, that. But you know, when you walk out the door and you head home, there is an issue still. We got to get in the place in church, y'all, that we're not only willing to admit to God we got an issue, but we need to admit to one another we got issues. Quiet in here tonight. Some of you are looking at me like, well, I'm so glad it's not me. And you got your halo way up here, Polished. Let me tell you three quick things about your issue, and then I'm going to deal with it. You can't run from it, because anywhere you run, when you get there, your issue got there with you. You can leave a a, a church with an issue, go to another church with the issue, the issue's sitting there with you. You can leave one marriage, go to another, issue's sitting there with you. We got to get our issues healed. Healed. You're going to have to confront it. You're gonna to have to confront it because it's confronting you. The answer to your issue is the man named Jesus. He knows all about it. You know what I tell you, he never says. He never says, well, I'll be. You can't tell him anything he doesn't know. You think when you go to Jesus with your issue, he's gonna go, no, and turn to Jesus and say, did you know that? He's like, no, I'm shocked. Gabriel, did you know that? We're all shocked here in heaven. We didn't know that. He knows all about your issue. He knows all about your issue. And he's wanting to zero in on it. As a matter of fact, let me tell you this. When you got saved, your issues were targeted for destruction. Now I want you to look at how this happened. When she heard about Jesus. I want you to say the word with me. Hear. Because we're talking, something happened here when this woman heard about Jesus. That's why you'll never walk in this church and not hear the name Jesus 300 times. Because I'm not here to preach me or a church name or anything about this building or this church. We're here for one reason. We're going to declare the issue healer. His name is Jesus. Something happens when people hear about the real Jesus. The real Jesus. It says, on the day she heard about Jesus. Now that tells me she heard about the right Jesus. Because if she had heard about the wrong Jesus, she'd have had no faith to be healed. But when she heard about the right Jesus, faith was ignited in her heart. Faith was ignited, faith was ignited. She heard about Jesus and she began to talk to herself. And she said this to herself, self, you have just heard the truth about this man named Jesus. Self, if you can just get near him, if you can just even touch the border of his garment, self, talk to yourself, you will be healed. It was the hearing of faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. That's why it's very important wherever you go to church that that church tells you about the real Jesus. Because whatever you hear about him, it's either gonna ignite faith or not. I'm gonna tell you he was not some tiptoe through the tulips first century tiny Tim with long hair and pretty blue eyes just saying neat poetic things. He was the healer of issues. Marriage issues, addiction issues, depression issues, fear issues, worry issues, life issues. It matters what you hear about Jesus. What are you hearing about the Jesus you hear about? Those of you listening by radio, what kind of Jesus do you hear about? He doesn't heal anymore. He doesn't answer prayer anymore. Miracles disappeared with the first century. Is that what you're hearing? You better get out of there. And go somewhere that's going to ignite your faith. I want you to say with me, Jesus was a healer. First thing he said about himself, first sermon he ever preached. He stood up and read this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has appointed and anointed me to reach out and preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. That's your interior life. Your interior life, he has sent me to heal the interior soul of people. Heal your memories. Heal those scars and oozing wounds in your soul where people hurt you, betrayed you, abused you, wronged you. I have been anointed to step into your soul and put you back together again. to announce freedom to the captives, that they're gonna be released. And I've come to minister to the downtrodden, to bring blessings into your life. That's the whole reason I came. Now, I noticed something else about this woman. When she heard about Jesus, and this is what Mark records, and I love this. When she heard about Jesus and it ignited faith, it ignited a certain kind of faith, and I'm gonna tell you what it is, desperate faith
0: no matter where we're at in our Christianity, we all face moments that put our faith through the ringer. You could be a seasoned Christian for decades or just a few months into it. The storms of life will always come and take you to your limits. Today, Pastor Jeff taught us that if you want to grow in your holiness and live a life after the heart of God, you need to build your foundation on the solid rock, the blood of Jesus. Never lose sight of the importance of your faith. We'd love for you to have additional resources. Here's Diane with more. For more teachings and information about this ministry, we encourage you to check out hardwired.org. Pastor Jeff Wickwire has many more messages there. You'll find them under the audio tab. This will surely help you be encouraged in the word. Once again, that's hardwired.org. We want to invite you to come back again next time for another teaching from Pastor Jeff. Daniel has more on that, giving you something to look forward to. Have you ever been downtrodden by the demands of this world? Have you ever struggled to move on from difficult issues, no matter how hard you work at it? Well, next time, Pastor Jeff shows us one of the greatest illustrations of faith in the Bible. The woman who was healed by touching the garment of Jesus. Her faith was so strong that she knew that if she even just put a single finger on his clothes, she would be saved. Maintain a faith that has this kind of unbreakable strength. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in for this edition of Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. You can listen to more messages from this and other books of the Bible by visiting hardwired.org. Join us next time to continue our study in the book of Mark right here on Hardwired.